You're listening to the Functional Nurse Podcast. On this episode, I interview Dr. Holly Lucille, a naturopathic doctor and registered nurse. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Functional Nurse Podcast. My name is Bridget Sager and I am a functional nurse practitioner, a nurse educator, and I am here today with Dr. Holly Lucille. I am so excited to talk to her today. Thank you, Holly, for being here today. Yeah, my pleasure. I am going to take a minute to tell everybody uh, your vast amount of experience and why you're here with us today, and then um, we will get to talking. Um, Dr. Lucille is a nationally recognized and licensed naturopathic doctor, educator, natural products consultant, author, and television and radio host. Her appearances include national media programs and networks such as ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Dr. Oz, The Doctors, Lifetime, and the Discovery Health Channel. Holly is a senior medical advisor at Fullscript and the chair of the Institute for Natural Medicine. At Fullscript, she provides strategic direction for the organization and helps create, review, and curate Fullscript's medical content. As a graduate of the Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine in Tempe, Arizona, she received the prestigious Daphne Bladen Award for her commitment to naturopathic medicine, academic excellence, compassion, perseverance, loving sense of humor, and positive supportive outlook. She practices in Los Angeles, California, where she focuses on comprehensive naturopathic medicine and individualizing care following the rigor of science, the power of nature, and the essence of care. And for the reason that we have her specifically on the show today, she is also a registered nurse. Um, and we're really excited to have her on this episode. She is here specifically because I asked Fullscript for some support in answering some of the questions that I get from many of my students about how nurses and nurse practitioners can use supplements to support patients from a functional medicine perspective, an integrative or holistic nursing perspective, whatever you want to call it. We all have the same goal. Um, so thank Thank you again for being with us today. And I would love, Holly, if you took the time before we get started and some heavy questions on this topic for you to share with us your journey to becoming a nurse and a naturopathic doctor. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you for all that. Just made me feel tired and very old. Uh, <laughs> no. So it was fascinating. My parents, okay, I grew up in the Midwest, the daughter of two pharmacists. And even from a young age, for some reason, I was always just kind of like bumping up against their here, take this approach um, when I was even little, little, little. And the way I got into nursing was that I didn't know what I wanted to do. My dad was like pushing me to go into uh, Western allopathic medicine and I, I knew I didn't want to. And so I was in a volunteer class at a hospital to volunteer during the summer between I think it was my junior and senior year. And I learned that this is what I thought I learned. I might have, it might have been different. It was a long time ago. But um, when people were admitted in the hospital, they lost some of their rights, like maybe their right to choose or their right to privacy. And I, I just was a bit incensed and I felt like I have to get in and help. And so that's what led me initially to join a bachelor's degree program in uh, at Allendale, Michigan at Grand Valley State University uh, to become a nurse. And I just I thought it was an amazing education. Uh, but there was still something for me personally that was missing. 
um, kind of like the way, almost like the same way I felt about my parents. And I was like, well, I'm the common denominator. I must just be the problem. And then it was one of those fateful days in your life where I was, something was sent to me. I must have been on some list and I was flipping through this catalog for the Omega Institute in New York. And it said holistic nursing. I'm like, well, what is holistic nursing? And so I called the number. And at that time, the president of the Holistic Nursing Association answered. And two weeks later, I was on a plane to start my post-grad certificate program in holistic nursing. That's where I actually started to really kind of click in. It's like I say that it's where my where my soul kind of came home because, you know, with this incredible education as a nurse, and then more of the holistic uh, principles, I just kind of locked into there's more universal uh, theories about how to care for people. So it wasn't my education. It was how I could approach people with it that really made the difference. And then it was through the American Journal of Holistic Nursing that I found out about naturopathic medicine. And I was like, well, what is this? And then that was just my next step. So there you go. But, but I say, once a nurse, always a nurse. Yes. And you use that word that so many of my students use is the word home. You know, that uh, that finding the holistic nursing piece when you're a nurse and you have that. I think many of us speak to that, that you just mentioned that something doesn't feel complete about what we've learned so far as a nurse until we find holistic nursing. And all of a sudden it's like, this is what I was looking for. Yeah. And so many of my students say functional medicine is what I was looking for. And I didn't know it until I found it. And I, so I think that's interesting that you use the word home too. Yeah. And you're right. That interchangeable, you know, holistic, functional, integrative, whatever it is, it is. And I always say this, it's not that education. It's how you use the education to and to work with people and to care for people it's it's those it's the style right um it's it's the approach um that's different and that that's what really makes i think uh that home piece and things really lock in and make a lot of sense yes and before we hit record we were both talking about like what was available to us before we learned what we're exactly what we're doing at this moment. And, you know, for me, my students will ask me, oh, would you have become a nurse practitioner if you um, if you had learned this sooner? And I said, this is my journey. And we were talking about you have had your journey. And, you know, every nurse is on on their own path that leads them in a different direction. Um, so I'm glad we get to hear your story and your perspective today, because uh, I know my students always tell me they love hearing the stories from the other nurses that I interview on the podcast because it they find it relatable. And um, there's something about feeling alone when you journey away from the allopathic model as a nurse. And so I, I love that that we get to talk about that in this setting. OK, so I wanted to start with a question about how you view, um, you know, I feel like nurses have the potential to play a huge role in integrative functional, you know, we can use any, like you said, we can use any of those terms. Um, what role do you see registered nurses and nurse practitioners playing regarding the use of supplements? Because that is what we're going to talk about today, right? Yeah, I mean, okay, so I'll just get this out of the way. This is my view. Um, I think this is my view, because I know that the scope and from a from a legal perspective is different. You know, obviously, there's a difference between nurse practitioners, which have a different scope and can have some prescribing recommending privileges and nurses, maybe not so much, but where I think it really makes a big difference. So I'll back up. I think uh, nurses should have a healthy scope to learn, educate, 
about and also recommend dietary supplements. But I know that recommend piece is is difficult. Um, and I know there's some brilliant people out there, you know, trying to sort of expand that scope so it's not so much. Mm-hmm. Well, the point that I want to make is I think nurses have so many touch points with people, right? And education then is where it's at, especially in this day and age where there are so many consumers, patients, people, um, no, sorry, there's so many other people that are profiting, I should say, off of these low quality, worthless, if not dangerous products that are not about quality at all, more just like the latest trend, especially when we have these social media, like TikTok videos out there and um, people are getting kind of swept up in to them and they're really not knowing what's going on. And I think nurses would have an incredible, play an incredible difference with just being able to simply educate. That would be one of the most important things when it comes to dietary supplements these days that nurses can do. Yes. It's, and and the sourcing part, because you and I both know there is not one brand that is perfect, the perfect version of every supplement. And that's one thing I love about Fullscript is it's access to many that we can speak to, right, and offer to our patients and clients. And so for a registered nurse to be able to say, this is what I trust to use and give that access to their patients rather than say, go to the store and hopefully find the, you know, hopefully find a good product. Or go to one of the rando sites or even the big A1, you know, it's like, no, when you have a company like Fullscript that does that heavy lifting, that understands quality and has a quality mission, then it's super easy to set up access to high quality nutritional dietary supplements and point people in the right direction. And that's definitely one of the things that Fullscript, um, outside of you know being a tech company, but an educational company and so much more, that's certainly one of the things that has helped automate my practice and so many others. Yeah, and then in the years I've been using it, I've just seen the, the the support and the amount of things offered has just grown and grown, and it is like it's education. It's so many things I know you're going to touch on today, which is wonderful. Yeah. But you know, I am not about making any profit off of supplements. I always tell people I use Full Script because I want to know where my patients are getting their product from, and I want them to know that I've done the work for them to know that it's going to be quality for them. And and that's something because when I worked in primary care, I would write prescriptions for supplements in hopes that it would be covered by insurance. And I would find that they were low quality or I didn't know what they were going to get and whether it was even going to get covered. Um, But that the quality was the thing, right? Like if you don't use quality, it is a waste of somebody's money. And they could have spent that on maybe some self-care or uh, some whole foods, right? Yeah. I mean, and a lot of times out there, you know, there's all this seductive messaging and marketing from the industry and um, people don't know any better unless they are talking to somebody who they can trust. And that's where I think nurses come in big time. And I also think that partnership with Fullscript, because same with you, I set my margin and this is another great feature with Fullscript to zero, meaning I don't make a profit off of things that I recommend either. But for me, it's a marketing tool with my patients. You know, it's like, hey, I'm going to, you know, give you 35% off, but here's a place where you can go where you can trust. And um, it's a relationship builder. It's almost like relationship marketing with the people that I care for as patients because, um, uh, it, it's it's it, it makes things so much easier for them from a user perspective. And it is that piece of communication between myself 
and them when it comes to that quality piece. And it's that trust. And so it goes a long, long way. We are on the same page there. I agree with you 100%. Thank you for saying that. Um, you know, we talked a little bit before we hit record and uh, in the course and with nurses I talk to all the time, uh, we talk often about the scope of practice of registered nurses and nurse practitioners when they're um, practicing functional medicine. Since RNs cannot prescribe supplements, how can they best support their patients interested in taking supplements? Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I was down at the Nurse Practitioner National Conference in New Orleans earlier this year. And in talking to people there, you know, even though nurse practitioners might not be in the lane of prescribing or recommending dietary supplements, 100% of the practitioners that I did talk to noted, and this is obvious, that um, their patients that they were caring for were on dietary supplements. And so I think that's important. I mean, even if you like, for me, I don't, I would say I rarely, rarely will prescribe within my scope a pharmaceutical agent. But because I know that my patients are on them, I have to know about them. I have to know interactions. I have to know contraindications. I have to know mechanism of action, right? And so same thing. I think it's so important um, for uh, nurses to be able to know more and more about them so they can educate. Um, and they and then consumers can rely on that for good, solid information about quality and efficacy and just the overall need. I agree with you. And um, I think that the, you know, the opportunity for nurses to offer that uh, piece through full script and them being able to go there and and send people and not, you know, time is such a big part of what we do in functional medicine and in, in healthcare overall, right? We're like, we're, we're trying to decide how much time to spend on education, how much time to spend charting, how much time to juggle all these things. And so that's one of the things that I really like what you're speaking to about. Um, they're already on them. And what if they're on 10 and you sit down at a visit with them and that isn't part of the plan for that visit, you can still say, here's a link to a place where I respect and you can source from. And we could talk about these more at our next visit. But you have a way to say, here's something to to rely on that isn't going to take time away from the visit. I think that's great. No, and I love your approach to being able to kind of do this work around, uh, around um, RNs that can't, quote unquote, recommend or prescribe because education is the key. I mean, dossier, right? it means to teach. That's basically what we're here to do. I mean, it's almost like that whole adage of like, yeah, you can, you know, make somebody some fish or you can teach somebody to fish. And then oh, yeah. um, they have that power. They have that control. And that education piece is so important. And like you said, if somebody's on 10 and you've got a nurse that gets to take the time to say, hey, you know, can I take a look at them? And they understand that maybe there's a lot of standalones but they also know at full script they could maybe get a combination product that is going to get appropriate doses, right? Not just a label claim, but those doses will have a body claim that can decrease maybe um, some of the purchasing amount that that person is going through and also increase compliance because they get to take less pills, then that's another angle that the nurse would be extremely valuable for in just pointing per a person in the right direction. That is such a good point because pill fatigue is a real thing. You and I both know that. People come back and they're like, how much longer? Um, we talk well, often. I, I look at my phone sometimes and I'm just like, not today. <laughs> yep, not yep. today. 
<laughs> Even just like I find like just vitamin D3 with K2 and I'm like, whoa, okay. Like anything that makes it one less is is so wonderful. Um and so the next question I have for you is being aligned with full scripts. What are some of the emerging trends in supplements among nurse practitioners and RNs that you're noticing? Okay, so as you said, I'm part of the integrated uh, medical advisory team at Fullscript. And um, gosh, I notice nurse practitioners are very, very engaged, just so are nurses in that educational piece. But um, from a trend perspective, what I see is people are obviously paying attention to the overall sort of microbiome, right? So you mm-hmm. see things and so gut health. I mean, you know, as an naturopathic doctor, we had a saying in school called heal the hole. And it is the hole that starts here and kind of ends back there. And so overall gut health just has so much to do with overall health and period, you know, period. The, the, the ability to take in nutrients and digest, assimilate, absorb them, let those nutrients drive your biochemistry, do your body's good and do the body's work. And then later on down the chute on a regular basis, get rid of those waste products that are made from all of um, all of those things that go on. And so, you know, I see things like um, GI Revive or probiotics or um, glutamine. Um, those are really trendy. And I think people are really engaged with that. And then berberine I've seen be um, really important. We're always talking, I think, more and more about metabolic health these days. Um, also DHEA, magnesium being the number one mineral deficiency across the United States. And then, of course, the number one vitamin deficiency. Well, we could do a podcast on it. Is vitamin D a vitamin? We can do another podcast on that, but being vitamin D, that as well. And then things to support hormones um, and the hormonal processes that we have in our body, the way our body looks at estrogen as a toxin and detoxifies it. So diendol methane, um, other things like inositol, um, things where there might be like a PCOS diagnosis or something like that. So those are some of the trends that I see. And then just the coverage, you know, ever since the pandemic, knowing that zinc and vitamin C and maybe a B complex, just making sure that we can um, assure any nutritional gaps in somebody's lifestyle. I see that as well. I'm I'm like listening. I'm like, okay, you're uh, my students understand all of that. Completely. Sometimes I'm like, oh, are we going to go too far? <laughs> but that is uh, that you're speaking their language. So I think that that is a very relatable examples. And, you know, we talk all the time in the course about the gut health research is just you're talking about the gut microbiome. And, you know, I've recently been talking about the vaginal microbiome and we have all these microbiomes and um, supporting that being not, you know, you said trend and it is a trend, but it also is like it's the future, right? Oh. It's what we're going to see more and more of. Yeah. And, you know, it's the past. We just weren't, ta- you know, you, I graduated yep. school in 2001. And I tell you, I don't even think my professors uttered the word probiotic. I really don't. It was so like, <laughs> but through the microbiome project, it is the research is so robust. And each and every day, I mean, it's like almost who can keep up. That's another thing that Fullscript is so great for is because who can keep up? They can because they've got a big machine behind everything um, and it just helps with keeping up with the research and the strains, different precision probiotics that are out there that can, I mean, get so precise in 
an action like with OCD even, right? Some of our, and, and that comes back to what we've always known as the gut brain connection, but it's really being displayed now in the literature. And I just think it's vast. I agree. Um, and I, 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 we talk about that, like that you, you can have a study now that will show a strain that benefits a diagnosis and like, imagine that like when when I started my nursing career like that, who would talk like that and and I say often I'm like I hope someday my course is obsolete because this is acknowledged in school more and the wow. I always say you know I am I am take my course is teaching nurses that what they learn in nursing school has more value and meaning than we are taught once we enter the allopathic model and so i feel like all these studies that are coming out and what we're talking about right now is like validation that us talking about food and what feeds the gut microbiome and uh like how we can support immune health nutrient deficiencies you know i tell them i'm like if you want evidence we might have to go grab a biochemistry book because this isn't something crazy i'm talking about here we're talking about cellular demand in the body yes yay so, um, okay. So the next question I have for you is, uh, in the course, we talked often about the role of nutrition and supplementation in supporting patients. Can you share some approaches or strategies that you use to close nutrient gaps? Yeah. I mean, let's just riff off what you just said. It's like, okay, so nutrients and that for that matter, nutrition, I mean, it's, it's so important for overall health period. If you've ever taken a nutrition class, it's like taking a biochemistry class and vice versa. Right. If you ever taken biochemistry class, it's like taking a nutrition class because these ingredients, these dietary supplements, the things that are in them, they're so much more than a few aisles in our local health food store or online at full script. They drive our biochemistry. They're cofactors, right? To those chemical reactions. You know, to get to here, you know, you you see it written on the chalkboard, right? I might age me, but um over there you need this, that, and the other thing. Um and they're so crucial. And when there are deficiencies, it can show up as a clinical condition or at least contributing to a clinical condition. So, of course, you know, diet or as I like to, to say, habitual nourishment, I like to look up words. And um, I'm just going to one of the most fascinating words I've ever looked up is diet. Like, what does diet actually mean? And I was so fascinated when if you really think about what diet means, it means habitual nourishment. How, as a habit, do people nourish themselves? And I it changed the way that I talk to people about their nourishment, because some people don't even feel worthy being, you know, to be nourished. And so that whole diet piece just got a little bit more fun for me. But as we all know, diet is foundational. So we're always talking and learning and tweaking that. But as well, nutritional supplements are so important. And not only to recover perhaps a proposed deficiency, but as we well know, we can actually treat and prevent things with optimal doses that are consistent with the literature. So that those nutrient gaps in our modern day are vast. And I think that habitual nourishment and then supplementing that nourishment when needed um, from a proactive perspective or a treatment perspective is or a repletion perspective is so important. Right. And like how many people is our, you know, our first couple visits where we just tune up their diet and they see a drastic improvement in their health, right? Like food is is everything in my opinion. And I'm writing a nutrition course right now and I, I, I get hung up on that word diet and you know exactly what you're talking about. And it has so many connotations 
that we don't even like people don't realize they have associations with it that aren't that real term of what you know the the definition of it um so with the students i always talk about you know especially in the scope of a nurse you know food first approach is always ideal and when any time that we can improve somebody's diet and improve how they're eating or <laughs> their nourishment and their food choices <laughs> and 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 what they're going to do long term we are improving not just their health but the people that they feed on a daily you know their other people in their lives um even you know that you have your healthiest person at work and everybody goes in the break room and sees what they eat for lunch right and they never get sick so i think it, it carries over beyond just impacting that patient when we focus on food. But I think you, you, you know, you were touching on the fact that there's, there's deficiencies that just aren't being kept up with. You could eat as much as you want. And, and, you know, we're able to, to measure now that like, can you really get enough magnesium from your diet? Like there's, there's things that, that supplementing long-term is, is the right approach, but that isn't in any way my, my goal. Like I try to teach them always focus on food. Even yeah. when we're talking about the gut microbiome, like we want to use prebiotic, probiotic foods and focus on that. But there are absolutely things that we know now are not going to be gained from even an organic whole foods, plant-based diet, you know, like focusing on all the right things. We still know there's 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 missing pieces. And so that's where I think the things that Fullscript offers is, is our opportunity to support people in that way. Yeah, you're right. You know, I I wish diet could be enough. I mean, and I think maybe it used to be. Right. <laughs> but and it's like my friend says, it's not the food, it's what we've done to it. Right. We've got this compromised food chain any further. We've got compromised soil that's zinc deficient, selenium deficient. Um, and then we've got a lot of people's compromised choices. Right. And a huge industry that pushes nutritionally valueless, addictive and harmful foods. So we put all that together along with you know, I work a lot with integrative oncology um, and people that are showing patterns of cancering. And from the research, a lot of times we will advocate a more ketogenic milieu, right? So low carbohydrate environment. What are we going to miss there? We're going to miss that magnesium, right? Um, people that are on other restrictive diets, whether they're vegetarian or vegan, uh, we want to take all of that into consideration. Understanding what's missing in those. And again, then there's a, an appropriate place to educate on supplementation. Supplement just basically means adding to or sort of beefing up, you know, pun intended, something that's already there. So if you've got a diet that is restricted, there are some things that are going to be missing. That is when we go to uh, a supplement. Medication-related nutri nutrient depletions. Um, that's a big thing. Yes. You know, that's a huge thing. Again, as a naturopathic doctor, don't prescribe them a lot, but need to know about them because if my patients are on them, I need to know what is potentially being lost because they're taking them from a nutrient perspective so I can help replete that. That is such a light bulb moment, I feel like, for nurses. And I'm sure when you learn this in school, like that, you know, we learn about all these medications and their benefits in nursing school, right? We take pharmacology and we talk about that and we do not acknowledge the nutrient depleting aspect of medications whatsoever. And so many students in my course will mention, you know, after I'll say, you know, what is something that you really stood out to you from the first module? And just right there, they're like, I didn't even know that. Like, and then having a resource for that and being able to educate patients on it. And 
often the light bulb going off that that's the problem for the person, right? They have a symptom that they've come to you for, and it's actually a result of something that's going on because of the medications they're taking. That is why we learn, I think, the most about pharmacology is to understand that whole picture, not only the mechanism of action, but also those nutrient drug interactions and deficiencies are super important because, yes, they can show up as what? another clinical condition. And guess what? If they stick to their allopathic lane, what are they going to get because of that second, you know, subclinical condition? They're going to get another medication. We've seen it all too many times. I had this moment when I was first learning functional medicine where I woke up from sleep and apparently I'd put this together in my sleep. And it was that story of a woman entering menopause and experiencing hypertension for the first time and being put on antihypertensives without digging for the cause. And then, you know, to go from there to, you know, we step up on the doses until they're on three and then maybe they see cardiology because it's not effective. So they get a, then they get put on a statin when they get run through the, C, the CD risk calculator. And then that increases their risk for diabetes and next thing you know they're on metformin and they have neuropathy and they're put on right. and you know and it's just yes <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so sorry that that woke you up out of a sleep i write baselines in my sleep which is kind of crazy but um that is fascinating but it's true and if you even look at all of those different categories of medications that you just said we can actually pull out a nutritional deficiency and now we've got as you said they're going down this rabbit hole and they've also increased their nutritional deficiencies from being able to try uh, from that perspective, the allopathic perspective, trying to care for them in that way that just is not working and it's making things worse. Yes. Um, okay. So I wanted to ask you a little bit more in the depth of the supplements and diet. How do you determine when it's appropriate to use the supplementation, dietary modification, or a combination of the two as part of your strategy when you're approaching drug and nutrient deficiencies? Well, that intake, I mean, and that, again, for you and I, that's where that precious time takes place, right? Mm -hmm. That's where our business model, I'm assuming, is in order to get this information from people, we have to be more than the five to 10 minute, you know, charting really quickly, okay, fine, vital signs out, because this is where the information is. This is where the data is. It's from that person. What are you on? Why? How long? And then having the database of understanding. Again, I'll I'll say who can keep up, right? If you're seeing a population that happens to be medicated or over-medicated, um, are you going to go look up all of those different medications and see what their nutritional deficiencies are? It's where full script comes in again. It's like they do the heavy work. They've got these incredible, beautiful, well-referenced handouts that you can just go. Oral contraceptives, you know, if I know that, what do we know what we are going to be missing? probably folic acid and magnesium. Let's say somebody's on Lasix. What is going to be, you know, medications have the ability to impact the absorption of nutrients, right, in the digestive tract. Also accelerate the metabolism of certain nutrients. Also then impact the excretion of those nutrients. And so knowing this is important, but also just having access. I think it was Einstein that said, please don't memorize anything you can look up. Which, yes, I which I... I wanted to like sit in front of my um, instructors most of my career. It's like, hey, I don't really need to circle the right answer on this. I will have access here. But with Fullscript, you do have access to all of these different things, you know. So the lupapenli diuretics, calcium is going to be an issue. Perhaps potassium, again, magnesium. People on proton pump inhibitors. My mom had her white knuckle grip on her proton pump inhibitor and I could go down her entire life and go, oh, yep, check. Oh, yeah, osteoporosis 
osteoporosis. Yep, check. Oh, you're going to yep. lose your gallbladder. Yep, check. I mean, the whole thing. Statins. I mean, we've been petitioning the FDA forever. If you are on a statin, let's consider side by side CoQ10 because it's an HMG CoA reductase inhibitor. And yes, it's going to stop your liver's ability to do what? going to help with cholesterol, but it's also going to knock down something that's so important for your heart, which is CoQ10. And so making sure that you have the time to understand how people are nourishing themselves, if there's any gaps there, and then as well, the medications that they're on, so you understand even further gaps. And then as the word is defined, you can supplement accordingly. And what cells in the body have more demand for CoQ10 than the heart? Like it's like meeting like seventy four plus, you know. I mean, it's like yeah, it they it ha- and it's ubiquinone. It's ubiquitous. It's everywhere in every single cell in our body, and it's a precursor to energy. So it's. <laughs> I was thinking, don't get me started on the PPIs. This I'm I'm finishing my doctorate work right now, and that is such a passion topic for me is trying to get people off of these things. And you're right, you can see it unfold the story. Uh, and yeah, and I for. A couple of years, I took a break from a private practice and I worked for a high-end concierge practice. Um, these these people that we cared for had more money than time, but I, I really didn't have a panel of my own. I only, I, I cared for in an atropathic way, quote unquote, all these other doctors that had these panels of people. They call them panels. It was just their roster of people. But everybody, I am not kidding you, almost 100% of everybody that I came in contact with from a patient perspective was on the big three. They were on a, a statin. They were on a proton pump inhibitor. You know, it, I left there because it just it wasn't my it wasn't my jam. <laughs> but yep. not even a need to be almost like, oh, you're this age. Uh, it's time for this. And I, I just I couldn't. I just was amazed. You were talking a minute ago about um, the time that that we as practitioners have with our patients. And it reminded me that like that is one area that I try to encourage nurses to consider if they're trying to figure out where to go with this is I feel like every clinic, you know, I'm really big into nurse coaching. That's a big part of what Inca does. And that's how I came to all this is to have nurse coaches and to have functional nurses in every clinic in this country, like what a difference that would make for a provider to be able to say, you're going to go do an intake with my registered nurse and she's going to provide some education for you, or they're going to go through your medication list and look at potential nutrient deficiencies and queue up some lab work that we can, we can look into that a little bit deeper. And so I think the potential for, for registered nurses to be used in functional medicine is vast. And uh, I had in, in our meeting last night, we had a, a a nurse talk about um, her niche and every cohort we have nurses tell me how they're using this in different ways that is so exciting Um, and so I I love being able to spread the word about all this and 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 just light the fire under nurses to say you know you can go and and share this in so many every healthcare setting can use more of this yeah and you know thank you for all the work you're doing because I think it's so important just to insert as we can people with that mindset almost everywhere. And on that, I want to mention, <clears throat> there are two databases um, just just to get this information, like I said, have access to it. So Mitavin, M-Y-T-A-V-I-N. This was developed by um, Fullscript's chief medical officer, Dr. Jeff Glad. He's an MD, an incredible functional doctor, an incredible person. Um, but in 2009, and he was basically learning about the prevalence of nutrient deficiencies caused by these everyday medications and the lack of understanding surrounding it in the medical community. So there's that. And then also, I'll just plug it again, Fullscript Academy. 
I mean, there are practitioner resources on drug nutrient deficiencies. They're beautiful. They're well-researched. You know, so if people are on these medications, our due diligence is to educate them what they might be depleting and then how we can help replete, if that's a word. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, Dr. Glad is such a wonderful resource and and respected speaker and and for all of us in this in this arena and um, in the course we actually use Mitovin as a tool. So the students are right. familiar with that. If they, yeah, for the part of the audience that's in the course, they already know. <laughs> right. And big question for my students: um, What factors do you consider in choosing a specific brand or a type of supplement for a patient? That is a great question. And it can be a hard one, right? Because there are a lot of, I mean, this is a huge industry. But I think, you know, even when we were talking about food, I think the the thing about food these days for me is quality. It it's not what it's not the food, it's not wheat, it's not dairy, it's what we've done to it. And so food quality is is something that I've just been really caring about and educating and driving home so much. And that's the same with supplements. So that quality story, ensuring that supplement choices are pure, right? So they're not contaminated. There haven't been corners cut in the manufacturing process because it's like, it's, it's a pretty amazing when you basically go from plant to pill, right? What, what goes into that? A lot. Um, And if you, and there are ways to make it cheap and easy. And that shows at the bottom line price point, but there are ways to make the quality stronger. It has to be potent. So it can't just have a fairy dust sprinkling of what that ingredient is that I want. It has to have a body claim, not just a label label claim. And then also I would say being considerate of um, the patient's, the price point and their their affordability and the patient's asset, access to it. And so all sorts of things go into me making that decision. And I think, again, it was a lot harder when I didn't have Fullscript. And when Fullscript came into my practice, as you said, each iteration and, you know, each update Fullscript has, there's something, there's a new feature that sort of blows everything away. This quality piece um, is huge. There's also ways that you can, you know, have people sign up for auto ship which is, is, is a great option for patients. They can also filter things by price in the platform in and of itself. And so, um, but that quality piece for a specific ingredient or from a supplement in and of itself is the most important. Yeah, I think quality is so important. And you're talking about saving our, our patients money, right? Like if the cost is an issue for them and and access is an issue for them, I feel like Fullscript addresses a lot of that because like you said, we can we can choose to profit from the sale of, of these or we can choose to not do that and offer them at a really affordable rate and say, I am not making any money off of this. This is just access for you. That's up totally up to the provider in Fullscript, which I love. And that um, that it is just a link that you can send. It's not it's not a burden on your time. For me personally, I use Practice Better, and so when Fullscript and Practice Better joined up, I was like, oh. "This is going to change my life." <laughs> right. So the integrations with the EHR, and you know, to your point about profit or not profit, there's also the in between, and there's also always that communication. Hey, I'm giving you 10% off because, you know, I do need to pay my staff. Um, You know, the fact that I have the education uh, that you need in order for me to provide the right recommendation, like whatever it is for that practitioner, there's a whole host of different ways that you can go about it. Um, It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And the other thing, too, it's customizable per patient. 
Uh, it doesn't have to be across the board. If you know that somebody's having a really hard time um, and you want to set that to zero, that can be done. And if you work with a group of, you know, when I was at that high-end concierge, we nobody had a discount there. They didn't need it. Um, and so um, it's all customizable to your need. And it's all about, I think, that patient-practitioner relationship, too. Yeah, right. When you add somebody in full script, it asks you how much of a discount you want to give that person. And so you're right. If you know that they have a hardship, you can extend that to them. And I have talked often about the the fact that knowing what we need to know to make the recommendations that we do. Because like I said, there's not one brand that I just say, go buy everything from this company, right? We have all these different brands that might have the very best version of this or that. And that may change over time. So our, there's this duty that we have to stay on top of that and be informed, which it, you know, is is a task in itself. And so when there is a markup, you know, I feel it's very justified that you know, you're going to have a patient write you back and say, hey, is there a liquid version of this? Or is there one that's not, you know, this flavor? Or I have trouble swallowing this type of capsule. And so the time that goes into sorting those things out and changing recommendations and finding those things, building your recommendations is a justification to to choose somewhere between zero and 35%, right? How much time oh. are you putting into setting up your practice and making personalized recommendations because there's absolutely value in that. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so wanted to ask you what are some obstacles that you've experienced in terms of patient adherence um, and how are you approaching those? Oh, I love this question. Okay, so I have always believed that there's a difference between compliance, right? She told me to do this, da 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 da, da and adherence. Adherence is more a, like a faithful attachment to something, right? Like, how can I make it sticky for that person? So, you know, and back to a lot of the points that you and I have been talking about, and even my parents, here, take this is very easy medicine. And I even see this in the oncology population. The cut, burn, poison recommendations of chemotherapy, surgery, and radiation are, I'm not saying they're easy on the body. I'm not saying they're easy from a financial perspective, but it's like, okay, there. But what we ask people to do you know, we ask people to take a look at their lifestyle and maybe there's some lifestyle modifications. Obviously, take a look at their nourishment. Maybe there are some dietary interventions. And then, yes, perhaps um, based on the need, there's going to be multiple supplements, you know, in divided doses, perhaps sometimes and at or the for the right dose. Um, and it's not easy medicine. And so that is something that I've always taken into consideration and have a very, very frank conversation with people about, you know, and I tell them, this is not gonna, this is not easy medicine. Here, take this as easy medicine, right? You pay your copay, you get it filled. You don't even have to go to the store anymore. It can be sent to you. You open it, you take it, that's your healthcare. This is more effective. I think the outcomes are better, but not as easy. And so that adherence piece, I think, you know, as we've talked about the price, we do have the freedom to offer custom discounts. That's important. The auto ship, there has been shown that they are people are two times more likely to sign up for auto ship when practitioners offer a discount, which of course may lead to better adherence. And then also the education piece, not just, you know, there are so many people that have come to me from other well-respected holistic practitioners in the area. And I have a large area here because I live in a large city. And I'm always, when I meet with somebody for the first time, I don't want to know what they're on, what the brand is, what the dosage is, but I want to know what they're feeling of 
is why. Like, why are you on it? What do you think? Because um, that is where the sweet spot is. That it's like it's it's that person understanding us putting the dots really close together and having them connect it so they can own it. You know, I I don't even know. I haven't looked at my website in a long time, but I think one of the videos on the website is my biggest health tip is using I statements instead of, well, my doctor told me to do this. Well, they put me on this. It's like my doctor recommended this and I'm choosing to take it. Like having that ownership, I think increases adherence, but that ownership can only happen with education. So my point is so many people would come, they'd be on these things. They didn't know why, so they didn't care. They didn't know that this was going to affect their energy level or this was going to help them recover from the adrenal stress they'd been under for six years. They didn't know that. It was just given to them and they didn't have that peace. And so that's another really big point. And education is where it's at. The why, I think, you know, like that word is so important. And I, I always teach my students if, you know, you can start using functional medicine interventions when you can tell your patient why, right? This is why you need to be able to explain it. But also anytime that you're making, um, uh, as a nurse practitioner, if you're making a recommendation or, or if you're educating as an RN, providing that why, especially in writing, like doing a summary after the visit, this is why we're using this. And this is for how long. And this is what you should expect to see. And, you know, so people have some buy-in for why they would want to purchase that and what it might do for them and what they're looking for. I'm sure you, the same as me, experience that thing where somebody isn't on auto ship and they follow up and they're like, oh gosh, you know, my joint pain's back. My, this is back. This is back. And you say, well, let's take a look at your supplement list or medication list. And then you say, right. oh, I see you haven't been taking this. And then they're like, oh yeah, I forgot to refill it. And then they're like, okay, why don't we restart that? And, and then we'll go yep. from there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, you made me think of something else that I wanted to touch on before we're done today is uh, about dosage, you know, and like sometimes we really need to personalize dosages for someone or they'll tell us, oh, I've I've taken magnesium before. It didn't work for me. I've taken vitamin D before. It didn't affect, you know, that that concern that we're discussing. And in reality, you know, uh, we talk often in, in this arena about the idea of uh, research shows this many milligrams of this for most patients is effective. But let's say in the case of magnesium, you need to use the right formulation and then you have to get to the dose that's appropriate for that person and their unique circumstances and their burden, the amount that their body is demanding based on what they're struggling with. And so I feel like that, that, uh, portion that you're talking about, about educating and having them have like a, a setup plan for getting refills. And then the part that I always try to talk to my students about is, is, you know, you can write out this, this is where we're going to start with this, but we need to follow up and decide, is that the right dose for you? Do we need to go up? When are we going to stop this? You know, we're yeah. talking about berberine for metabolic health, berberine for gut health. When do they discontinue that? How long is appropriate? You know? Uh. Yeah. So when those things are time-based, right? So I think that's it. Um, I think what my experience is people um, know, okay, I'm not going to be on all of this forever. If we're doing a gut cleanup, like maybe a four or five or six R protocol, right? Know that you're going to go through these phases and these things are going to drop off. That has always engaged people, not knowing that, hey, this is a robust, we got some cleaning up to do and this is a robust recommendation. However, just know that in two weeks, this is going to be done. In four weeks, this is going to be done. Um, and that really helps people. And I also think 
I want to mention this. People also in, you know, you said, you know, people might say, oh, I've taken that before. It doesn't work. I think another education nugget for everybody is that, okay, are you going to feel what an optimal dose of vitamin D feels like? Maybe not. But are you going to feel what a deficiency feels like when you're overwhelmed with infections or, um, you know, rickets? (laughs) Because that is the other piece, right? It's like these optimal uh, labs that we run or the dosages that we recommend are people, it's not like it's speed, right? Or like kava, right. where there's going to be, or like a, a, a phytocannabinoid where you're going to actually feel something. But it's that education on why we're doing this. There's so many people that come in with their labs in hand, you know, whether it's a thyroid lab that is, I wouldn't say subclinical, I would say I would say sub-laboratory because they're having clinical symptoms, but the labs are like, oh, you're fine, right? Or vitamin D levels that are one click above rickets. And you're like, hey, we need to optimize that. Well, I've taken vitamin D before. It really didn't do anything. Well, what does that mean? It didn't do anything or you didn't feel it. And so that education piece is super important about why we're doing these things and what they're going to expect to feel, even if it's nothing. Yes. And uh, and them knowing the why really helps with that. And I'm sure you, same as me, how often do you inherit somebody that's seen a similar practitioner in title? And then they come in with all of these supplements that they don't know what they're for. And they, you know, they don't know how long they were supposed to be on them. One of my favorite things about Fullscript is being able to do that little drop down box and say, you know, this is for two weeks and you can write why they're taking it. And so it comes into their, their, when they receive a recommendation from us, it says exactly for how long to take it and watch it's super personalized you can call them by their nickname if you wish you know it's like it's that connection that you have the ability to have with people that i think makes such the difference instead of a prescription pad and you're off and running it's like it's so personal it's amazing yes and the last thing i thought of of related to what you were saying a minute ago is similar to SSRIs, like for or a lot of antidepressants, they don't start working right away. And a lot of people have the expectation that whatever we recommend to them is going to start working tomorrow. And that's an education piece too, to say, we're repleting you of something that's deficient or we're addressing something that's been going on for a long time. And it's going to take us time to yeah. see the benefit too. And and setting that expectation up too can be, because you know, you have the people that say, oh, I didn't take it this one day, but then I felt this way. So I took it that day. And it's like, it's not. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about that. That is a great point. And you know, there's a couple ingredients out there that are well studied for vasomotor symptoms. So hot flashes, night sweats, things like that. And they'll say right in their literature that it takes about 12 weeks or more. And Mm. that piece is so important for us to know and then us to communicate. So a week later, when somebody's still struggling, they're not like, none of this, that didn't work. Yeah, Bridget didn't know what she was talking about. I still feel it. Yeah, Yeah, setting up expectations is so important. Yeah. (laughs) This is such a great conversation. I, um... I wanted you to share with us uh, an example of how nurses can use um, technology to improve patient communication and care in their practice um, and how our nurse listeners might benefit from doing it in their own practice. Oh, sure. I mean, look, when it comes to full script, okay, so 
First of all, you and I talked about it both. Um, the EHR that I use as well is um, integrated into Fullscript. And it's just a game changer because just like you're all in one place and you go boop, 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 saves time, saves energy, saves time as money. It's like, um, so the EHR integrations are so important. It's just right there. And there's 25 EHRs that are integrated and growing, right? Okay, again, that customizable care plan that's in the app. So dosing instructions, patient education, the guides that Pullstrip has, uh, over 160 beautifully designed guides, handouts, infographics, meal plans. If I'm getting somebody started on a modified like Mediterranean ketogenic diet, it's just boom, attach, and it's there, well-referenced, well-cited. It's easy to use right there in the app as well. And then again, like you and I talked about, those automated refill reminders and or auto ship that can increase compliance slash adherence. Um, and they're tied right into the patient's treatment plan and also um, the supplement dosing instructions. And it's a reminder. So before they run out, because life moves fast for a lot of people, especially as we get older, I have realized. And if you don't have a ticker, a reminder, um, then those things can fall off. And so that's just a couple of ways. But technology, um, I've, I've always been a late adopter. Um, I just, I don't know, I still like, like writing things and such. But um, when you get your practice more automated, um, you can care for more people. And I think that's mm -hmm. really the bottom line. When you're doing good work, when we're having this angle of really trying to not just suppress symptoms, but increase overall health and wellness, then the more that we can do that, I think the better off people in this world are going to be. I agree. And I can't even I can't even quantify how much of my practice is automated now because that's an opportunity in, you know, when like the when using full scripts and for me using practice better, like I'm able like almost everything is done for me except for actually seeing the person and writing the note, which, which is, is what which, you want which is my treatment. Where you want to be. Let the yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I I think I was on a podcast, I don't know, it was a bit ago, but one of the things that it was a tip tips for people getting started. And I always, I would always, and I did this for myself, I would want to hire out or get help with things that I wasn't great at. And I wasn't great at a lot of things. And, you know, we're trained as clinicians and practitioners. We're not trained to run businesses and such. And so why don't you get help with that piece so you can go ahead and do your craft and then just let people like Fullscript do the heavy lifting and take care of the rest. And so um, it's really helped me so much. And I'm, I'm so proud and happy to allow other people to know this so again they can do their craft and their work and make this world a better place agreed and um that kind of brings me around to i wanted before we close out i wanted to acknowledge how grateful we are that full script helped arrange this opportunity to speak with you because you have a background as a nurse you have that perspective that is unique to nurses in this healthcare arena that we're in um for me as a nurse, functional medicine was what I had been looking for all along. And I hear so many nurses say that. And like we talked about that idea of coming home as a nurse. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to share your thoughts on nurses practicing in integrative and functional medicine. Yeah. So my bottom line, and I will say this, like my nursing education was amazing. You, you as nurses, have such an amazing education. I mean, there are so many aspects of that education, whether it be two year, four year, it doesn't really matter, or post-grad that nursing education covers because you're into the biomedical sciences, right? You, you, you basically understand medicine. Again, 
if there is something missing, that heart space, you know, that you want these more instead of just, oh, it's uh, um, as evidenced by in your nursing plan and you're taking a doctor's order, you can actually go there as well. There's the IFM, right? So the Institute for Functional Medicine, um, where you can get additional training as a nurse, as a, as a practitioner, as a practitioner being, you know, as a registered nurse. And there's also, like I mentioned, the American Holistic Nursing Association. And so I always, you know, I am a big fan of like, if you're pointing the finger out there, there's three pointing back at you. So if you're not fulfilled or happy enough with your education or the job that you're in, know that three fingers is that empowerment to you that there are other places that you can go to seek out additional education and it's not your education it is the approach it's how you can approach people it's that approach that you give you are asking about their diet needs uh their their lifestyle their history their chemical exposures all of the things that really do influence our overall health you get that advanced knowledge and then you can apply it to people and use um, a, a platform like Fullscript to elevate your practice and just soar and fly. So um, I'm a big advocate of obviously being a nurse, finding the Holistic Nursing Association, coming home, advancing my own career as a naturopathic doctor. But in my opinion, we're all in this together and we all have the same goal of really trying to elevate people's wellness and health. Thank you. Those are two big uh, organizations for me, too. I speak uh, every year for the American Holistic Nurses Association um, because I feel like that is a great support as nurses. That's where we can come together and 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 um, feel like we're not alone in this journey. And well, then, um, I miss those. I do miss those. It was like, I mean, you want to talk about coming home. That's just there. Uh, that's an amazing, amazing organization. And those gatherings um very, very special. I haven't been in a long, long time, but maybe I will remedy that. I got so lucky this year because the Institute for Functional Medicine had me come to their annual conference to do get an interviewed. And I was going anyway because I love to go and learn. But getting to do that in person again. And then the American Holistic Nurses Association conference was a few days later in the same town. And so it was it was <laughs> a way heavy two weeks for me getting to connect with so many like minded people. And the Institute for Functional Medicine partners with the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy to deliver the course that I teach functional medicine for nurses. And I love, you know, they're not for profit. They're not out for anything. They're here to support all of us. And they give my students uh, at the moment, it, it, it's going to change, I think. But at the moment, it's it's 50% off the certification when people take my course. And oh. so a ton of my students get this nursing foundation in functional medicine through my course and now they speak the language like you were naming off those supplements and I'm like yep 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 they're you know that's great and I would remiss and not mention that as well so sorry about that no 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 you're totally fine that's my job right but um and I don't ever want the podcast to feel salesy because my goal is to give this a voice right but a lot of people don't know that like my students will take my course and they'll go oh I love this and hormones are my thing and they go take advantage of that discount and do the advanced practice module through IFM or they might decide to become fully certified that might be their passion place too and every range of it because I have people leave the course and say oh I am ready to incorporate this and and let's go um, but I love that you brought up those two organizations because they're both very special to me and a lot of my students too so I relate to you uh, bringing those up you bet thank you so much for Holly 
Yeah, thank you so much for being with us today. I know my students and all the nurse listeners are going to really benefit from all of your insights. Um, I encourage them to take a look at the show notes to get links to everything that uh, Fullscript has to offer and um, resources to learn more about you as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. You too. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of the Functional Nurse Podcast. If you want to help spread the word about the powerful role nurses can play as true healers using functional medicine practices, consider sharing an episode with a nurse friend or on social media. And click the subscribe button to stay informed of newly released episodes. You can also visit and share the links below in the show notes for more information on nursing resources and the Functional Medicine for Nurses course offered through the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy in partnership with the Institute for Functional Medicine. Until next time, be well.